You are listening to the Bright Life Podcast, all about ways to stay inspired, chase your dreams, and find more gratitude in the highs and lows of the journey. I'm your host, Jessica Johnson. I'm a business owner, a part-time digital nomad, a self-growth junkie, a believer in other big-hearted women, and am all about sharing tips, tricks, lessons learned, and encouragement so we can all live our biggest, brightest lives. You ready? Let's do this. Hello and welcome to today's episode. This is so exciting because this is the first episode that I have actually filmed or recorded in my office. I have been sitting in my closet for weeks as we've been getting moved in. And before that, we were in so many different Airbnbs or homes recording out of whatever I could find there that had some good sound in it. So Hopefully you can hear me well, and I'm just so excited to be talking with you today. Today I want to share about three things I wish I would have known when I was starting out as an entrepreneur. I know so many of you who listen have dreams of starting your own businesses and your own side hustles, or you're in that starting stage, and it can be a wild time, right? It can be filled with so many fears and unknowns and so often you're just figuring everything out and throwing everything at the wall and trying to just keep your mindset strong for doing it. So while there's so many things that I probably would have told myself or could go back and say, today I'll just share three that I think would have been really helpful. So the first one is to get a really strong team around you. Now, I don't mean hiring. That's not possible for most people when they're starting out. But one thing that I wish I would have done from the very beginning is get like a mentor. If you can pay for a personal coach, that is everything. That is such an amazing way to accelerate your results. When I first started out, at first I tried to do it all my own, on my own. I, you know, listened to a lot of books and watched a lot of videos. I was constantly absorbing Marie Forleo and Gabby Bernstein and all these entrepreneurs who had been there before me. And then I signed up for a group coaching program and that gave me a lot of the formula that I used for getting sales or getting people on calls to have those conversations. And all of those things are good. Every single one of those things served me in some way. But I feel like in hindsight, what I wish I would have done from the beginning is get a one-on-one coach. I have one now, Lacey. I'm actually going to have her on an episode really soon. And she doesn't even know I'm saying this. This isn't like a promotion for her. She has a booked waiting list. You can't even really get in with her at this point. But she has made such a difference for me that I really feel like my business felt the difference when I had that one-on-one person. Because it's almost like you have this person who's climbed this mountaintop and who has gone up with all these other people so she can tell you exactly the crevices that you don't see around the corner or she can tell you which path is actually going to get you there faster because she's looking down from this mountaintop able to actually see where you're trying to go and see what you need to see around the corner that you might not realize. 
And the other caveat that I'd give to this is give someone who doesn't have a formula for how to do it, but can actually work with you personally, one-on-one, based on your interests, your blocks, your desires, what you're passionate about. While I'm grateful for every single program that I took or did in the beginning or invested in, I definitely think they also caused me to get a little bit hung up, the group ones or the formulaic ones, because I felt like I had to do this five-step strategy the way I was being told when maybe there wasn't always this alignment. And, you know, I've done a lot of work looking back and kind of always returning to where the alignment was, but I do think it kind of pulls you off the path a little bit if you're trying to fit yourself into this box that maybe doesn't feel good or doesn't really address what you're trying to create. So in hindsight, that is one of the first things that I would tell myself is if you can invest in a one-on-one coach who can help you get where you want to go, personally, To me, I think that that's made the biggest difference, not only in business, but just in having someone to relay your ideas to or walk through the things that you feel like are only in your head tripping you up. I think it just makes such a difference. Kind of in a similar line, I think having that community. So if you can invest in a coach, amazing. If you can't, a little baby step to that would be getting to know other entrepreneurial women, whether it's on social media, in Facebook groups, in networking groups, it makes such a difference to have people who are in the ring with you, who are going through the similar doubts or phases or just trying to get to the next level, being able to talk through it, being able to find that you're not alone, I think really makes such a difference. And the investment piece is tricky because in the beginning, you typically don't have a lot of money to invest. You're not making a lot of revenue in the beginning. But I always just try and remember that, you know, for me, I make 10x in my life whatever I invest into something. I really believe that's true, whether it's actually in money or in personally growing and getting to a new level and getting past something that had been hanging me up for a while. I just, no matter what I've invested in, even if it hasn't been the right thing for me forever, or even if I kind of regretted investing in this thing, I have actually always gotten 10X what I actually invested in. I just believe now that that's kind of the law of the way things work in life is whatever value is given is value received. And so that's kind of just a little nugget there. I don't know your financial situation. I don't want to make any recommendations in that realm. But what I would have told myself is don't let that money trip you up. Find someone who can help you one-on-one. And a little baby step, if you're anxious or you're just feeling that out, is there's so many free ways to make your entire community and who you surround yourself with other passionate, driven, entrepreneurial women who can really cheer you on and take you in the direction of your dreams. Okay, so that is number one. And again, Lacey's going to be coming on here soon. I'm really excited to share her with you all for a little bit. The second one that I wish I would have really taken to heart is that there is no rush. There is no shame in taking your time to building this business. For some reason, when I started out, this was probably self-imposed pressure or something with seeing all the so-called success on social media, but I felt really pressured to immediately have a business that was successful, that could immediately replace my full-time income from corporate America, that could immediately blow past any of my highest expectations. 
And in hindsight, now that I have built a few different businesses, now that I've been in the entrepreneurial journey for a few years, I've really come to appreciate the beginning stages and how things, good things take time, how big dreams take time. And that that's not something to feel ashamed about or to feel like you have to prop up in any way, but that you can take your time in this journey and you can do whatever you have to, to let your dream take as long as it needs to grow. So one thing that I did was freelance writing. I've been a writer, I've been in marketing forever, and so I would take on jobs as I could to help support my business. And at first I felt, honestly, I felt so much like shame and kind of guilt around that. But in hindsight, I'm like, I was doing exactly what I needed to do to grow this dream and to grow this business. And so what I would say to anyone that's in this position that's maybe like, man, it's not growing as fast as I thought, or I still have to work a full-time job, or I still have to take on freelance jobs is you're doing it. You are still out there. You still took a risk and a leap that many other people won't do. You still put yourself out there. You're still figuring out what your business is and you are supporting this dream and this business through your freelance work or your full-time job. That's amazing. That is so amazing. And the dream will take the time that it takes to get clients, for you to figure out how to monetize it, for you to figure out what exactly you're offering in a way that feels good. There's so many cycles that you go through where you get one step ahead and you figure out one piece, but then it changes the other things. You kind of have to rejigger that and then you get another step ahead. And then there's something else that you couldn't see before that now you have some perspective on. So almost just leaning into that and removing the pressure around rushing it or on anyone else's timeline, you really don't know what anyone else is experiencing. That's another big thing with social media is it's so much the highlight reel. You don't know even if someone is having amazing months in revenue, maybe they're not bringing a lot of that home. Maybe they're spending so much on ads or on their team or on another part of the business that they're not bringing home a lot of profit yet. So you really just can't be swayed by all the other noise and information out there. I would have told myself to just keep doing what you're doing, to let it take the time that it needs to take, to do whatever you can to support the business in the meantime, and to not feel like you have to rush. It's okay for good things to take time. That's the case for so many things in life, right? Whether it's relationships or if you're building a career, if it's motherhood or whatever your journey or struggle is, I just think normalizing that good things take time and that the dream is still worth building and a bigger dream is gonna take a bigger timeline, that's all good. The third thing that I would say to starting entrepreneurs is you don't need all the things to get started. So sometimes I think in the beginning it feels like you need the perfect website or you need a team to be able to write your social media or even your content or you need, what else? I mean, all the million things that go into a business, right? You, in my opinion, don't need a lot of that stuff. What you really need to focus on is how do you start to get revenue? 
How do you start to get clients? How do you start to sell products? How do you make that your focus? And how do you get scrappy to pull those things off instead of building, building, building all the pieces, but not actually going out and earning the revenue that a business needs to survive? So you can forever stay trapped in that game of I need one more course or I need one more online training program or I need the perfect website or the perfect opt-in or whatever it is, but you don't need all that perfect stuff. All you need to do is figure out what is going to make this a real business. What is going to get your first client? What is going to sell your first product? And so the scary part about that is a lot of it means getting more visible. It means being out there on social media or maybe hosting an event or hosting a Facebook live, emailing your closest contacts and your friends and family and seeing if you can get referrals that way. Like what is the fastest path from point A to point B to get those clients? I know we just talked about taking the time and that's fine on a bigger scale, but really try not to get into that trap of staying stuck in the behind the scenes building because it feels like a lot of activity when really maybe just one email that's scarier to send could be what gets you your first client and gets money in the door and then enables you to start growing and practicing and honing your craft and then being able to really put to good use all of those other things. You don't want to build this perfect website and then get your first clients and realize that everything that you built wasn't really as accurate. So don't be afraid to just get experience, to get in the door, to do it scrappy, knowing that you can come back and build all those things later and you will refine them. I went through so many different niches in my first business. I really had to get into coaching to realize there were certain parts and things I like to coach on and others I didn't. There were certain formats and ways of coaching I liked and others I didn't. And I changed my website so many times around. And let me tell you, the website was never the thing that sold people. It was talking to me or getting on the phone with me or an email with me or an event with me. It was all the things of me being out there and not as much being behind the scenes tinkering, trying to get things exactly right. And I'm saying this as someone who loves the behind the scenes of content and of writing things in blog posts. So you just have to get out there if that's the kind of business that you're running, unless you're running a content business, which is what I love now because I get to do all those creative things on a daily basis. And it gives me kind of that freedom to be behind the scenes and even working on it for other people who are then out there doing their thing. The last little piece, and you know, this isn't like an official, uh, what I would have known in hindsight thing, but it just comes up for me is to really celebrate every single stage of where you're at. Because as I look back on my beginning stages, and I think you'll look back in this way too, is just be so proud of yourself for being out there. Be so proud of yourself for taking the leap and for putting yourself out there. Celebrate the littlest things. Celebrate when you do the thing you're scared of, when you go on Facebook Live, when you make your first Instagram reel, when you get your first client, when you get someone who says, you've changed my life or I love the work that you've done for me. That kind of energy really begets more things to celebrate and it locks in the fun of the journey. And that's just always something I'm working on too, is just not letting that pass you by, not just going for the next accolade or achievement, but just 
what you're doing now, you'll never have this time again. You'll never have the building phase quite this way. You'll never have your first event. You'll never be figuring out what your niche is. You'll never be doing the call that you're scared to do with a client. Like how fun that each stage has its own magic about it. And so just give yourself a lot of credit for that because you might not always get people cheering for you. You might not always get that kind of feedback from everyone else because unless they're in it, they just don't know how hard it can be. So make sure you give that to yourself, whether it's through journaling, whether it's buying yourself a little coffee or something when there's something good happens, whether it's, you know, just saying it to yourself, like, good job. I'm freaking proud of you. Like this was hard. We did it. You know, um, love to talk to myself as if it's like a wee thing. (laughs) Um, but those are all little things that I found really, really make a difference. And I, I would have paid more attention to or done differently when I was starting out. If you're an entrepreneur, I'd love to hear what your things were. So feel free to message me or tell me in a review on the podcast. Um, But let's, I think this is such an interesting conversation. And I love talking to other women who are on this journey, who are learning, who are getting to their next level, who are figuring out new things. And I think that's really one of the magic parts of this community that's forming here is there's so many of you out there. And whether you're an entrepreneur or something else, like what is your stage of the journey? How can you apply these things to your own life and to your goals and to whatever is fulfilling to you if it's not entrepreneurship? So um, I think it's all equal and it's all amazing in its own way. So just grateful for you for being here. And I hope these things give you a little bit of hope and encouragement at whatever stage you are at. Thank you so much for listening in. If you loved this episode, it would mean so much to me if you share it on Instagram stories and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping get the message out. I am so grateful to be on this journey with you. Until next time, talk to you soon.